Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome. I'm Haley Helveston. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Jenna Lincoln here, and she is the creator of Body Inc. And this is, and she's a functional nutrition coach. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Haley. Yes, you're welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. We got connected through a mutual friend, and I love the work you're doing because it is so so important because your health directly reflects your relationships. Exactly. And um, as we'll be discussing today, body image, and it's actually the reason why I do what I do from my own past uh, experience with body issue and body image. Um, So yeah, that's why I'm in the industry that I'm in and why I created Body Inc. Okay. Yeah. So go more into that. Okay, so um, I actually at school studied uh, like a normal normal teenager going through my uh, teenage years, but I had a lot of health issues. So I kind of gained weight very quickly, had really bad acne. So my teenager years were very like stressful, depressing time for me. And when I personally reached out to doctors, I kind of got sent down the psychiatric route of you know, you've got depression, there's something wrong in your head. And I was kind of always arguing the fact that I can't actually lose weight and I have bad skin. These are like physical things you can see and they're affecting my emotions. That's why I'm depressed. So it was a real battle in my teenage years. So I had to do all this counseling and stuff. But deep down, I always knew there was something deeper going on. Um, I carried on with my studies and I went into fashion design, but I soon understood that being in the fashion industry, which was all about the way you look, you don't feel good in yourself and the way you look, it was just constantly highlighting to me that I was, I didn't feel good enough to be in the industry. And I realized that unless I could fix my body and myself and therefore my mindset as well, I was never truly going to be happy in any industry. So I switched over, dropped my career in fashion um, and decided first of all to do personal training because I've been in the gym since I was 12. So it became, it was a very easy transition for me after doing my course. Um, and then obviously soon realized that not only with my own health, but unless I knew about nutrition, I wasn't going to really change anybody or change myself. So I started off as a health coach and over 12 years, my education has gone into functional nutrition um, because I believe that at the end of the day, the majority and not all of our mindset issues, like our body issues start in the gut and they start with healing yourself on the inside. Um, but again, that's not, that's not for everybody, but that's the majority, especially with the people that I work with and my own, my own self. Mm, I love that. And then go into this too, like what is the difference between just like a normal health coach and a functional nutrition coach? Okay, so a health coach is um, amazing and they are still doing the same kind of work as a functional nutrition. It's just a deeper level of understanding, uh, access to more lab works. And so we're kind of really looking at the, um, the conjunction between when food meets like medicine and the actual body. So it's just a deeper level, that's all. Mm-hmm. But health like honestly i believe that if everyone in the world could have access to a good health coach it would really start to see things it's just that obviously some health issues are deeper rooted and sometimes need extra like levels of work and you know looking for the root cause can be a lot trickier than what's on the surface level so that that's the only kind of main difference Mm. yeah no i definitely agree with you on that because i think that i mean your health is foundational you know, and so if you have bad health or you're not happy with the way you look, it affects every area of your life. Exactly. And this is very, um, 
it's a hard topic to approach what, what we're talking about today because I was, when I looked through kind of the brief questions and the outline questions that we had as something to follow today, I was like, well, it depends who I was talking to, to how I would respond on some of these questions. Um, because if you think about it, the, the vagus nerve, which you might not know, but it, it runs from your brain to your gut. And it's why the gut gets called the second brain is because it's a bi-directional signal. Therefore, if we think about that, it means basically if you are depressed or you're feeling negative thoughts about yourself, you are having an effect on the signal that's being sent to your gut on how you're kind of digesting and your body's responding to food. On the other way around, if you are eating things that aren't agreeing with your particular body and you're creating a lot of inflammation, that inflammation can give signals to the brain, cause inflammation in the brain and also make you depressed. So it really works both ways. Mm. And do you think, because I just interviewed someone previously about this, so do you think if someone's doing the affirmations, they're like, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm, you know, I'm happy, do you think that's not going to work if they're having all these gut issues? Kind of, yeah. I, I believe it, I think it takes both. I think we mm -hmm. can't, it, again, it depends on how bad the gut issues are, what level they're at. If the gut issue is just caused by stress, right? And you are just every single day giving yourself some self-affirmations and calming yourself down, you could fix your problem. But if you've got some deep-rooted issues going on with, I don't know, bacteria overgrowth or whatever, you're just telling yourself every day, I'm beautiful, I'm good, is not going to fix the, the bigger problem. So again, it's very like dependent on individuals. It's why I do, Body Inc. is all about bio-individuality. It's because the kind of generic system failed me personally because my body was not typically acting the way that everybody else's was. And so for me, it was very important that I create a system, um, which I mean, I did back then it wasn't called functional medicine because it wasn't really a big thing. And, and um, when I, I thought about this, it wasn't something you could study functional medicine at the time. Um, and as I've grown and it's the world has come with me, which is great because it means there's more access to information and other people who can help because the more functional medicine doctors or functional medicine practitioners that there are, um, then the more we can help people on a uh, bio-individual level. Mm, yes, definitely. And then how do you connect what you're doing with what I'm doing in terms of sexuality? Well, okay, so going back to my story, uh, it was very important because if you imagine going through your teenage years, and I don't know if you were there as well, and I know that many of your viewers definitely will have been there. Obviously, your hormones are changing, your body's changing. So you go from just being this kind of carefree young girl, maybe even guy, um, hormones kick in, and your body starts doing these things that you don't understand. No one's really helping you with, apart from saying, oh, try the contraceptive pill, try some antibiotics. And you start to feel like a different person, and you have no control. When you try to reach for help, people are saying, oh, you've got problems in your head, go sort yourself out. Like, and you're like, mm, that, that's not the answer, right? So that's where this started from because, because it went on for years and I, it developed in me eating disorders because I basically needed someone to say, okay, you know what? You've got something not quite right in your body. And at the, what I found out later, it was PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. It was a hormone disorder. And I had actually approached the doctor at like 13 or 14 years old and said, I think this is what I have. I, you know, I, all the symptoms are right. But because my blood test didn't show what he valued as that, he kind of just said, oh, it's in your head. And uh, that was it. So I had to go see a psychiatrist. But knowing, and, I, and I, luckily enough, I had very strong belief in myself that there was something bigger going on. I kept on this path. 
at the same time, because of all the noise from doctors, from even my mum being like, oh, don't, you know, Jenna, if they want you to take antidepressants, you know, maybe it will help you a little bit. And my mum was the most loving, understanding person ever, but she, it was heartbreaking for her to see me go through so much depression, right? Mm-hmm. And she didn't know how to help me. So she'd be like, oh, well, maybe you should take them. And I kind of felt like I was so alone that if no one can help me lose weight, the proper healthy way that I'm trying to, I'll just have to try to take matters into my own hands. So it was like, that's what I was trying to starve myself. But my mum would be like, mm, you're not eating your food. And it was becoming obvious. And then I knew people were definitely going to send me back to psychiatry. <laughs> so it was like bingy and then throw up through guilt and really messed up my digestive system even worse, which later on I understood messed up my hormones even more. Um, so, but going through that time, a lot of people would say to me, oh, you just need to accept your body the way it is. I felt so disgusting in my body because it was just like, I was, it wasn't just about the weight. It was like my skin would erupt with acne and I would wake up in the morning fitting into my clothes. And by the evening, my clothes were like busting off me. It was just uncomfortable being me and my hair wouldn't grow. And I just felt so unfeminine. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a big thing there where you're going through school and it's that time where you want to start dating guys. And I did date guys, but I never felt comfortable. And I always had this kind of like, insecurities about myself so where it links and this is where it's a very difficult subject where people are like oh just love yourself the way you are people used to say to me you just need to love yourself and I was like "Mm -hmm. I don't love this this is not who I I felt like it wasn't me so that was the biggest kind of uh it was the biggest hurdle for me to come over to learn to love myself when aesthetically I hated myself um and but what I later learned within that that sentence learn to love yourself which even the people saying it didn't understand what they were saying. They just heard it from somewhere and passing it on, like trying to be helpful. Um, was that actually, if I could learn to accept myself, if I could learn to love the person that was inside for my values and the way I treated people, I could find enough love to treat myself and my body better. So instead of hating on myself and then like binging and purging or, um, you know, like having times where you'd eat super healthy and then just think, oh, it's not working, binge. Instead of doing that, I learned to love myself enough to understand my body. And once I could understand why my body was not doing the things I really wanted it to do, it started to make sense what I was actually doing wrong. And I managed to start fixing myself piece by piece. And it took a very long time, but it was that deeper love I held for myself that I was a good person, I deserve to have a, a nice body and feel. And I wasn't looking to have a Victoria's Secret model body. I was looking to feel like it was me living in my body because I didn't. I felt like I was wearing a jacket of someone that didn't belong to me and I couldn't get rid of it. Um, mm. So that was the difference of like the difference of learn to love the body that you're in and you know love yourself. When you're in a place of really despising the way you physically look, you have to dig a bit deeper to find that other love for yourself, you know, on a, a more of a soulful level. And then you can start to fix the things you dislike about yourself. And, and again, that's a very tricky subject because I'm not saying that you should go start changing everything about you, you know? It's a, it's a hard subject to talk about. But I do feel that we have the right to, we, this is our body, and we should be able to have uh, and live in a happy body, a body that we feel comfortable in. And if you want to be skinny, if you want to be on the curvier side, that should be your choice. And having control of that is what was important for me. It wasn't I wanted to be a particular size or have, you know, I wanted my hair to be able to grow. 
I wanted my skin to stop breaking out every day. And I wanted to be able to feel comfortable that my body wasn't going to change size the next day. And it was the control of that that I really was desperate for. Mm, yes. Listen, I'm all about what you're saying because I think that um, the self-love movement is great. But like, if you don't love your body, that's fine to admit that and then get where you want to go, you know? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that is exactly why I've set up Body Inc., which again is a very, um, sub, uh, it can be a subject where people are like, because I did have a phrase that was create the body you love. And I've kind of recently taken that down because I realized people are seeing it wrong. It's about, a lot of people are reading it as like, oh, go to see Jen if you just want to like sculpt and create a body that you love. And what I personally meant by it was create a body. And I mean body like everything that you embody, your body, your soul, your, the way it functions you know, create something you love. If it's not working for you, let's learn. So I've got to work on my, uh, <laughs> my new phrase. But the point is for me, it's like helping individuals when they see something that they dislike about themselves, let's break it down. Is it just psychological or is it physiological or is it both? And so if it's just psychological, like if you're coming to me and I can see you've actually got an eating disorder and you're very skinny and um, you're saying, I need to lose weight. I clearly know that apart from trying to, to help you and say, let's try to nourish your body and make you feel, you know, I know I need to pass you on to someone who's going to help you more psychologically because clearly you don't need to lose weight. Mm -hmm. However, a majority of my clients will come to me and they've got weight to lose and they've tried every diet in the book and they're still struggling. So my, my job is not only to help them achieve the goal they want, but I always make sure in the beginning I ask them, why do you want to achieve this? So what's it going to mean for you? And the majority of them will say, it will make me more confident. Mm. And, so, and I, I'm happy with that, but I want to make sure it's for them and not because they feel the pressure from somewhere else. Mm, yes. I love that you said that though, because I like nothing's more annoying when someone's criticizing your body or, or you're changing it for someone else because then the results aren't going to stick. Exactly. It, it, that is exactly the point. And you're just going to gonna try to achieve it through hate rather than through love. And, and what I mean by that is that's when things started to work for me, not because I was like affirmations about loving myself, but because I had learned this respect for myself to bother to love myself enough to learn about what was really going on with my body. That's when my results start to happen. But the rest of the time before that happened, I was hating on myself every day. Like you're disgusting, you're spotty, no one's gonna love you, you you're not feminine enough. You're like, I felt so disgusting in myself and those were the words I was telling myself on a daily basis that nothing was gonna change because I was too busy being negative towards myself. I wasn't trying to help my body, I was just shaming it all the time. So, so yeah, it's, it's really important that you do it for yourself and you do it through a loving way. Mm. Yeah, and the body shame thing is so big though because I interviewed someone earlier and she was talking about yoni gazing, like getting women to look at their yonis. And I've mentioned that before with clients too because yeah. it's almost like that's that one area that people don't want to look at. And so if you hate your whole body, obviously you're not going to be looking there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, that's another level of things, something I've personally uh, tried. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think the thing is as well, when it comes to aesthetics, is we have to be realistic. Okay, I'll be really honest. I had a boob job at the age mm -hmm. of 20. I've been through, what, seven years of hating myself and feeling unfeminine because I had spots. And, and at this point, at 20 years old, my boobs still hadn't really grown. 
but my weight would fluctuate. I still felt very unfeminine. So I had been wanting this boob job for four years and I was doing my research and I said to myself, if I, they don't grow by 20, I'm going to buy them because it will make me happy and I'm doing it for myself. And I went off to my own point. There was no, I had no boyfriend on the scene. It wasn't for anybody apart from myself. And so people always ask me about like plastic surgery and what do you think of it? And I, I think it's just a personal choice. I think if you want to do something for yourself because it will make you feel better, you have the right to do that without anyone's judgment. But if you look out at the Kardashians, for instance, and you think that by spending, you know, all your money on trying to create this unrealistic body is going to make you famous, more loved, more liked, then that's something you need to fix. Um, I think in your in your mind because that's not that's not reality, you know. Mm-hmm. So it. And, and now I have a much better and stronger mindset. If I was now faced with the question, if I had the breasts I had before, do you want a boob job? No, I probably would be like, no, I don't need it. I'm over that. Do I need to go and have them removed now? No, I'm not going to go and have surgery just to like, you know, you know, don't need to have all these extra scars and stuff. But the point is back then it served a purpose for me and it did help my confidence. So I'm not going to regret that because it gave me something else to focus on rather than the other things that were happening. I felt more feminine. But do I believe that um women should go and do that they feel not um, not feminine i think we have to look at you individually and you have to really think what's worth it for you but then i didn't have someone like me being able to fix all my problems if i could have slimmed down and got rid of all my spots and felt more feminine in myself i probably wouldn't have wanted a boob job you know and then again Mm -hmm. that's the job i do because i want to help um, people in my position, especially women, I guess, because I have that connection and understanding, but it doesn't mean it doesn't apply to guys, um, that I want to help them feel in control of their body so they can make better decisions. They're not making decisions based on like feeling pressured or like, like they've got no other options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And do you think that it's mainly women struggling with this or men too? I think women are under a lot more pressure. I think men obviously suffer as well. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, Be A Lady, they said. by mm, Yes. That was like a super powerful video that went viral. It touched me. It made me cry because I was like, yes, this is exactly the pressure that women feel on a daily basis. You know, be skinny, be, be curvy, eat too much, don't eat too much. Like, it's like, wow, that's what we hear from such a young age that, even when my husband watched it, he was like, oh, wow. Like he hadn't realized how much pressure women have. So yeah, I do think it applies to men, I, but I don't think it's nowhere near on the same scale that it applies to women. Mm, yes. I so agree with you about that. And I think it is getting better. But then I think you and I talked about this before we did the call, where there's almost that extreme of where women are like, oh, let me uh, not get healthy and be okay with being like obese, basically. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, personally individual, if you, if you see being obese is curvy and you feel sexy and that makes you feel good, go ahead. That's, that's up to you. I'm all about health because I think when your body's healthy, you ultimately feel better, whatever size that is, but it's very hard. Not many people who are obese are in a healthy place with their body because there's a lot of inflammation going on, excess hormone. Like there's also things going on that generally have created around that obesity it's not just about over overeating calories um but yeah each to their own Mm, yes definitely okay so the main problem that your clients deal with is in terms of like wanting more confidence right yeah i mean i mean 
like I say, most of them say I want to lose weight. Um, and even though obviously on my, I don't know if you've been on my Instagram, but it, it will show about weight loss for some of my clients. Um, and the reason that that's been one of my focus is because nearly everyone I know wants to lose weight or change their body. Okay. It's mm-hmm. something in us that we're not good enough the way we are and I'm not trying to encourage that I'm trying to encourage that you should be in control of what you want I want to teach people the skills that if you decide next week right I need to lose two kilos these two kilos are weighing me down I don't like I feel uncomfortable you've got the skills to be able to get rid of those two kilos you know and feel good in yourself and feel in control and I think that's not a bad thing um but there's obviously another uh, end to that extreme where people don't need to lose weight. So that again is a psychological issue. Um, so yes, most clients come to me for weight loss. It's very important for me to make sure that they're doing it for the right reasons. But the reason I do that is because I don't just go, oh, here's a calorie deficit diet. No, most of those people have tried every diet in the book and they come to me because I'm the last resource because I tried everything else, anything out there that's either free information, they bought a book, they've done something online. The problem with most of those diets are they're generic. They don't work. And I know from being one of the people those generic diets don't work for, why it was important for me to create Body Ink. Because I needed to look at my clients who come to me when those types of diets don't work for them. I need to understand why. And it's my job to break down you know, their health, their symptoms, uh, their past history, whether it be with you know, diets, even to how they were born and come into this world, uh, to you know, medication that they've had. I need to look at you know, what has happened in their life to perhaps be the reason as to why they're struggling with their weight loss now, because weight loss is actually quite a simple process. It is literally about calorie deficit. And then if you want to make sure it's fat over then like muscle and water, you just need to get those macros right and get your training right. So that's quite simple. But the reason it's so difficult and most people are overweight is because they're missing a huge part, which is the health aspect. In terms of, okay, I'm glad you're bringing this up. In terms of the specific diet that works for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so, you know, nowadays people are like, oh, you need to go vegan. You need to go keto, paleo. You know, it's 50 million different options. <laughs> yeah. And when people ask me a question, I'm always like, well, it depends. It depends. And it sounds like I don't know the answer, but it's because it really does depend. <laughs> like, you know, um, I'm very much an omnivore. I like eating animal protein. I've been vegan three times before because I like the idea of being vegan. Many vegans out there will make you feel guilty for eating meat. And I'm like, yeah, I just want to be vegan and, and love the world and, and everything will be great. And after the first six weeks of actually physically glowing because you've made an effort to put more fruit and vegetables into your body, yes, and they are very helpful, of course. It's, it's the primary um, part of the diet. But my body will crave protein like anything, and it never feels satisfied until I eat some protein. And then I could, the goodness that, that I feel in my body is like, that can't be right for me to cut that out. So I don't encourage lots of animal protein. I'm all about quantity uh, quality over quantity, sorry. So that's my personal opinion. But I have clients who say to me, I want to go vegan. I am already vegan. I am vegetarian. And I work with them at the place that they're at to make sure they're getting the best out of the diet they've decided. But the majority of people come to me and I tell them the diet I prefer them to eat for their symptoms and where they're at. And, you know, I always say that there was a certain time in my, my weight loss and health journey that I ate a certain way. And as my body has become healthier and stronger, my ways of eating have also changed. And so that's part of my coaching is to help with my clients, especially if they say they want to be vegan, but they're at a certain place. I will explain to them 
where vegan's going to benefit them, but also where it's going to hinder them and help them maybe adjust to where they want to be doing it kind of the way I feel is better for their body. Mm. And then go into, you mean in terms of the fact that as you've gotten healthier, you've what? Eliminated foods? What do you mean by what you just said? Okay. Sorry. So basically me personally, so with, um, I had already like, um, had my health under control at the time had hypothyroidism. Okay. So my thyroid was really sluggish and I basically, my metabolism was super low. I wanted to be super active, but my energy just wasn't there. Uh, My digestion was obviously not very good. So I wanted to get off my medication, but of course I had to heal my body first. And that meant eating a diet that was specific to healing my body and getting my thyroid working better so I could slowly come off my medication. Once I was there and I dropped actually quite a lot of weight on the journey and I did it over three years. So this wasn't a six week, you know, get your body back plan. Um, I then was, I personally was able to um, manage more carbohydrates because I had lower body fat and my metabolism had got higher. It was burning through calories a lot quicker. So therefore the amount of carbs I was eating or I eat now compared to before when I was 10 kilos heavier is different. Okay. But before you were what? Mainly just doing like the meat and the vegetables? Yeah, pretty much. It was um, not like when I say low carb, I mean, people get confused with low carb diets because they don't understand that carbs are actually in pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. It's only when you start to really pull apart your food, you understand that. But yeah, as in, in terms goes, it was mostly vegetables and some fruits to get my carbs from. Yeah, in the beginning. And as my body was healing, I liked, you know, tapered in increasing those carbohydrates more and more as time went on, but I had to wait for my body to be ready for it. So there's a bit of a science for it. And that's what I take my clients through when they have already established what a healthy diet is. I don't start with numbers and macros and calories because people start to focus on numbers rather than healing their body or being healthy with their body. Mm, Yes, definitely. Um, Okay. So what takeaway do you want to leave everybody? Um, so when it comes back to body image, I would say that first of all, we shouldn't feel pressured from the external world, but I completely understand there is a pressure and ultimately you're never really going to be able to change the outside world. So all we can do is work on how we take in that information and how we process it. So if you are feeling that you are uncomfortable in your body, if you have an actual dysfunction, maybe you get bloated, maybe you have bad skin and it doesn't make you feel good in yourself, then take responsibility for trying to heal those things. And that's not a bad thing, you know, that you want to change something that clearly is not working in your body. All these negative symptoms are a sign that your body's in dysfunction, you know, and that can actually just make you feel depressed. If you wake up every day with acne, I've had it. It's horrifying. You don't want to leave the house. You put makeup on, it looks worse. You take it off, it still doesn't look good. And you're like, well, the same doors, maybe tomorrow it will go. And the next day you just feel as like your life is passing you by whilst you're trying to wait for a nice day to walk outside. You know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been there. Think that for people just to say, oh, just get over and accept you have bad skin. I used to be like, mm, yeah, if only you knew, you know? So, so if you have a physical problem, you know, or dis- dysfunction, please deal with it. Either self-help or find somebody who cares enough to help you properly. So definitely do something about that. If you are just focusing just on weight on the scales, like you think something like a certain number on the scales is going to be the answer to your problem. It's not. 
It really isn't. It's not going to make you feel more attractive. It's not going to change anything. If your mindset is in a bad place, it will still be in a bad place, whether you're heavier or, or thinner. So you really have to work on yourself. And again, body ink is about holistic thinking. It's about looking at every aspect of your body. Why are you feeling bad about yourself? Why don't you feel attractive? Is it a dysfunction? Is it because of some idiot has said something and clearly you just need to remove that person from your life and not take it personally? Um, so yeah, the answer, <laughs> didn't really answer your question very well, but takeaway is just to um, really just look inside yourself, take some time to work out where this feeling of not feeling good enough is really coming from and then take a responsible approach to finding the answers. And it might be working with a mindset coach because actually you know when you look in the mirror, there's nothing physically really wrong with you, but you still don't feel good. Or it might be working with a health coach because you actually do have a dysfunction. Or it might just be cutting out a toxic person from your life because you actually realize there's one person who makes you not feel good enough. And that is the answer. So sorry, I don't have a very clear answer, but it is because it depends. <laughs> mm, no, no, that's a great answer. So where can everybody find you? Okay, so I am on Facebook under body underscore ink. Um, my website is in the process because it's been a, a long process because I have so many things I want to teach people that, again, being a perfectionist, it's never quite good enough, but it's getting there. Um, but yeah, my Instagram right now is my main platform for sharing information. Uh, and if you want personal help, then you can contact me on the email, which is on my uh, Instagram account. Um, and reach out to me. And if you just need to have a, you know, a call just to see if working with me is right for you, we can arrange a 10, 15 minute call to just discuss different options. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. It's been really nice to talk about something I'm really passionate about. Yes, um, so definitely. Well, I'm passionate about it because it goes with both of, you know, what we're doing, what I'm doing. So it's great. Yeah, definitely. I do. And just for me, it, it was a really strong, um, a really strong point because it is that kind of attraction thing. And there's such a big push nowadays about love your body the way it is. And I'm like, well, kind of for that, but I'm kind of not, I'm kind of right in the middle and it, it, it all depends. So it's like, I don't want people who are out there with actual physical dysfunctions, feeling uncomfortable in their body saying, Oh, I've got to try and love this the way it is, you know? So yes. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean, listen, you're speaking to someone who's totally agrees. Okay, everybody, um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like, share, DM either of us on Instagram if you have any questions, and I will talk with you later. Bye.